Hello, magic seekers, and welcome to It Turns Out She's a Witch. We're your hosts, Laura and Shannon, and, and welcome, welcome to, to our, our podcast coven. to our wonderful podcast coven we are so excited to be bringing another very special guest to you this week and she's someone whose work I have admired and worked with personally for many years now an internationally published author and illustrator with Hay House International a coveted jewelry designer and creative businesswoman with an online community of over 10,000 women across more than 50 countries who are currently working with or wearing one of her creations This creatrix fuses her skills and past lives in the fashion industry, native wildlife rehabilitation, and her love of philosophy, cosmology, astrology, and the natural world, symbolic art to create meaningful talismans, tools, and teachings for folks who are awakening to a more meaningful and soul-aligned path in life. I am super excited to introduce to you all today the one and only Sarah Wilder. And welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, we're so excited to meet you virtually. (laughs) The virtual meet and greet and we're all in our little bubbles. So we've been under the weather as well. So even thank you even more (laughs) pushing through. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And now I always ask everyone this question. So what does the word which mean to you? Yeah, I start with that. <clears throat> it's really simple to me. It's just an awakened human to to the fact that, that everything is connected. And so it's someone who is deeply connected to the natural world and their own nature. That's kind of how I view a witch. I Perfect. love it. Yeah. It's such a simple concept and it just goes deeper when you really explore what that means and how you can live that and embody that in every day. Yeah, exactly. There's a million different ways that you can embody that. I love that. I think that's our quickest but straight down to the point kind of response we've had yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> what do you reckon, Shad? I do and I love it. It's just succinct and perfect. Like, yeah, perfect on. sense. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Um, Sarah, how important is ceremony and ritual within your own life? And is it something that you have always practiced? Mm. I think we all have ceremony and ritual from birth. It's just a matter of being more intentional with the ones that actually feel true for you. So, you know, we're, we're raised in a culture where we have you know, birthday ceremonies and Christmas and all these ritualistic things. And then we kind of, you know, as we get older and we start to review those, you know, rituals and ceremonies, we're like, hang on a minute. Yeah, (laughs) what do they mean for us? What's built on and does this align with who I am and does this even align with where I live and my own, you know, values and all that kind of thing. Um, So, yeah, I think everyone is. Um, for me, it's just been more of a like tweaking of the of the way I see ceremony and ritual in my day to day life, um, and aligning those with more with my values and what just feels right for me. Yep, yep. Mm. So you would have like 
daily sort of rituals and ceremonies and mm-hmm. others that are a bit more poignant at different yeah like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not great with um daily practice because mm-hmm. I feel quite cyclical naturally um so one that's been a kind of like a core anchor for me has been um around the moon and the phases of the moon so um back when I first started my business, I, I created a lunar calendar, which was basically just to help me, like, track it. Yeah, um, yeah. so helpful. And now, now I'm, yeah, exactly. And now I'm facilitating moon circles. So I'm, I'm holding space and facilitating ritual space and ceremony. And so we do that um, for every new moon and full moon. So I have actually a new moon one. Oh, beautiful. Moon. Yeah, I was about to say, what have yeah, you done? Yeah, so, you know, that, that's in my, like, life now, just non-negotiable. Cool. Yeah. Um, and just daily practice-wise, it just it's a matter of just tuning in and seeing what, what I feel I need that day. There's not, yeah. not a daily one thing that I do. More, like, intuitive and that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. I must say I'm not great on daily stuff aside from – a cup of tea in the morning if I can get it uninterrupted then I think that's a great a great Mm -hmm. way to start the day for myself um Mm -hmm. but I kind of find myself um like feeling bad sometimes if I haven't been able to do what I think I should be doing then and that's no way to be is it like that's completely not what you want so I find that 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 mental conditioning that we have to be yeah one certain way I I tried to trick my brain with that because I do like the idea of having a daily practice yeah yeah but not having the same practice so I did a printout of all the things that I love to do so it might be like embodiment dance it might be singing something it might be sitting in you know meditation it could be just whatever yeah because all the little things all the tools that I have in my belt that I like doing and have them as a prompt on my altar so I'll sit there and I'll kind of pick one or two that I feel like drawn to that day so at least there's like it's like a buffet of of practices yeah and I might just pick yeah whatever feels good for me that day so what you know you need but there's also structure I love, I love that. that. Yeah. That's a great idea. And I'm sure mm. our listeners can draw from that too. Yeah. Yeah. Easy little life. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All the goodness, the, the buffet of goodness. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. So I first discovered you through your Oracle deck, the mm-hmm. Animal Kin, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful 65 card deck with unique watercolor animal portraits that you created. Mm-hmm. And it's full of information about the essence and message of that animal. So can you tell us what inspired you to create this? Yeah, sure. Um, I guess my whole life I've just been an an animal person. Um, Most of us are kind of drawn to animals and then we get deconditioned out of that. Um, But, yeah, for me I've always had these like two two trains of, um, I don't know, soul journeys or paths um, that I've journeyed together and that has always been either um, working with particularly with native animals in Australia here um, and then like fashion design creativity stuff so I've had these two golden threads my whole life and so I would be studying native animal rehabilitation while also um, working in the fashion industry full-time so there was always like these two things going on And then when I started my business, well, I had my son and then I had this time to kind of 
review my life and and start to rebuild, you know, from that place. And I was like, why don't I combine the two? How do I bring it all together? So, um, so yeah, I just started, it was more of a, it was kind of accidental. I just started painting animals because I was like trying to reinvigorate my creativity and just play in, in my, you know, just have some play, play time and kind of discover what I wanted to be doing. And, um, yeah, I painted a hummingbird and I shared it on Instagram or whatever. And then I was like, Oh, now I want to paint a, I can't remember what the second one was, but I think it was like giraffe and then another one. And I was like, Oh, this is something. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm something. Like it was like, it's just accidental. And because I'm a Capricorn, I'm very kind of, um, I don't know, business orientated or like, you know, sees things as a, what can I do with this? Mm-hmm. Always like climbing, you know, challenging the self. So I was like, maybe this is a big project and a big body of work that I've just like accidentally started. Um, and having that like goal then also just, um, yeah, got me creating more and more and more. And then I ended up having, you know, 50 or 60 portraits done, um, you know, across a year because it was like I didn't force myself to churn it out. It was just whenever it felt inspired to to happen and there was no timeline and all that kind of thing. So no pressure. Yeah. Mm. So it was it was a passion project essentially. Um based on my, you know, my love and affinity for for the animal world and then obviously my spirituality and my creativity. So I kind of brought it all together through that project. Um And, yeah, that seems to be the golden thread now through everything that I do. I love it. And I'm so glad you created it because it's (laughs) probably one of my favourite decks, to be honest. It was a lifetime ago, honestly, because I (laughs) – it's 2022 now and I would have started painting it in 2014. So Wow, yeah. Even 13. So it's almost 10 years ago that I started it. So it honestly feels like I'm a completely different person now, but also not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. a foundational thing um, that, yeah, it is it is a timeless piece. Like people still yeah. purchase it. A lot of kids love working with it because it's a great mm. kind of starter deck as well. It's not mm. very intimidating. We can all relate to animals. We can all connect to animals. Um, the artwork's kind of innocent and colourful and, you know, whimsical and whatever. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it is a cool, cool little product. That it's beautiful. Well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's the deck that I have in our living room for our whole family to use oh, because wow. I mm-hmm. find that it is it caters for everybody. Yeah. And another little funny story is every New Year's we use your deck to pull a card at like midnight to see what we get for the year ahead. So mm-hmm. we've been doing that for a few years now, and well, it's just like a little. Oh, what did I get this year? I think it was the unicorn, actually. And oh, yeah, yeah. And I know my husband got the eagle one um, for strength, which was, yeah, very good. And um, and also I purchased a few years ago when you were selling the original artworks from the deck, I've got the white tiger and that hangs in my studio. So because I have a real affinity, um, yeah, with the white tiger. So it's, yeah, beautiful. I love it. How cool is it hearing it straight from the horse's mouth about the creation of it? My goodness. That's kind of really cool segue into the next question I've got for you, mm-hmm. which is do you have a favourite animal messenger from the deck and would you mind sharing it with our listeners? Okay. So yes and no. It's like choosing your favourite 
child. It would be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually... I'm I'm putting a plot twist into this question, and I just actually Ooh. drew a card instead. Oh, yeah, I love this. Um, so I got the praying mantis patient. Oh, okay, beautiful. So I will read that one out. Um, so the so each animal has its own, obviously, like a word association and an element. So this is associated with the the spirit or the ether element. Um, his essence is practice patience in reaction more so than in action. Um, I won't read out all the, the full thing, but just the last bit, the message on it. Um, he reminds us of the gifts of surrender, patience and determination, and the praying mantis asks us to let go of control, worry and disappointment and instead have patience and trust not only in our actions, but also in our reactions. It is one thing to practice the art of waiting, surrender and inner peace, but it isn't until we are really tested that our true colours are seen and our actual knowledge can be applied. So, yeah, Perfect. I love that one, especially as um, there's so many deeper layers when I reread it now because I don't even know where half of this came from. It just came through. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's such a, it relates a lot to, um, the thing that I'm now kind of immersing myself in, which is human design. And one of the kind of principles of human design is that we have different aura types and there's four different types of auras within, um, within humans. And the main kind of core one is called a generator and we are all about responding. And so, it's in our response to life that basically, you know, shows us whether we're in alignment or not. And so mm -hmm. we get our emotions caught up into things. If we get reactive and we respond incorrectly, we can basically derail our whole life and yeah. end up living a life that's really not in alignment with, you know, who we truly are. So I think that one just is like a really overall great message for all the generator types out there. <laughs> Mm, sure and another creation that I adore is your range of talisman jewelry and can you tell us about how this came to be and your intention behind them mm -hmm. uh so they again 10 years ago um, <laughs> when I was working my sales fashion sales job in Sydney um and I had found out I was recently pregnant and it was you know not planned and all that kind of thing and so the whole life review was happening. And at the time I had, um, I have always had a dream to create my own business and product. And at the time I had a textile based accessory label that was a lot, most of it was like hand, either handmade by me or I had a, a sewer. And that was my practice business. Uh, but it was obviously within the kind of realms of what I liked to do, which was creating accessories and, and um, yeah, and I was sitting in this job, pregnant, revising life, hating, not wanting to ever work in that industry again. I'd kind of come full circle and I was like, yeah, I'm so done with fashion, um, searching for something more meaningful and, and yeah, it was kind of like the, the wake-up call kind of energy, like just my first awakening. And... Um, actually had a, a gift from my mum which was a, like a mandala style ring so it was this, this kind of chunky silver 
ring that had this beautiful kind of pattern on it. And it meant something to me because it was a gift from her. We bought it and it kind of reminded me of that's actually who I am. I'm wearing like this really chunky hippie kind of oh. bikinian style jewelry, but I'm in Sydney wearing this like fancy clothes and all this designer stuff. And I was like, I kind of felt like a bit of an imposter in that space. And this ring was like reminding me of who I actually wanted to be. Um, so that was the initial inspiration. Uh, and then, yeah, then there was just all this different kind of synchronicities that happened off the back of that which, um, yeah, which frameworked the talismans, which was all based on the elements. Um, it was it was initially called the fifth element life, and it was basically coming back to, you know, to the spirit um, and understanding all the elements of your own life and how they all play together. So, um, yeah, I, I created like a core, um, I think I was eight or – eight and a half months pregnant so it was like in that richly um yeah creative mode right on that precipice and I sat I'd so I'd quit my job I had the like the couple of weeks off between baby and you know being pregnant and having the baby um and I was like I just have to do like I've just had all this energy to create this collection and I designed 20 mandalas in like two or three wow that's they just nuts. Like, out. <laughs> I'd never used any like graphic design software. Like I had no fucking idea what I was doing. <laughs> and it was just that really rich, like this is the time and it has to happen. Right? <laughs> you just knew it had to. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even have their meanings or anything. It was just all symbols. It was just like. Wow. Yeah. And yeah, there's 20 of them. That's a lot. Which is like. A that huge is. Thing. Like, calm down. <laughs> uh, and then I sat on that. I sat on that for almost, like, 18 months or so. And wow. and so I had the, like, idea of what, it, what it, I wanted it to look like. I had the symbols. And then over that time I developed my first prototype with one of the symbols on it. Um, and then I sat and kind of meditated on each of the symbols and then frameworked them. So then all the meanings came through and the words associations and all that kind of thing. And so I had this really massive body of work. Yeah. From. Um, and there was just a ripeness to the whole and an organicness to the whole process that I just felt that it was significant for myself, um, but to other people as well. And yeah, that's how they were born. It was just like, you know, it just lined up because yeah. I was so surrendered to the process. That's I exactly what I was going to say. You really embraced it and allowed that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, this doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> it, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to make sense. It could just be and just, you know, ride the waves as they come and then mm also not apply any pressure or any specific outcome or any goal, you know, to them. It was just purely they had to exist and they would exist in their own time and in their own way. Oh, yeah. So cool. Love it's it. funny too. It seems to be a running theme with a few people we've had on the podcast about when they're pregnant. They birth mm-hmm. these, not just children, but incredible yeah. ideas and creations. And yeah, I had two children. amazing. I had two children when I gave birth to my son, and the other one was that business 100%. Yeah. Like, like, together. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. I was mm-hmm. struggling just to 
sleep <laughs> when I have my kids. <laughs> oh yeah, that's dinner. True. That too. Yeah. Amazing. Very interesting times, but I was very determined. So yeah. Yeah, and like mm. you said, you don't know where it was coming from. You just knew that you had to go through mm-hmm. it and, and do it and surrender mm-hmm. to it all. I love that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Um, I also noticed that you have a new range of talismans called the Avian Council. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to us about the particular birds mm. you have within this collection and the symbolism behind them? Sure. Uh, yeah, so weaving in the, the animal medicine again through my work, uh, there's, there's an affinity that we all have with birds, which I believe is you know, obviously connected to sort of the higher realms um, and often um, can be associated with different kind of, I know a lot of people have like past loved ones and that kind of thing that represent are represented in different bird energies. Um, and there's always been like, I guess there's like a core, core crew of birds <laughs> in myself and, and obviously globally that we are all drawn to that have very like universal symbology. Um, so, you know, you think of like the eagle, it re- represents mm. freedom and that high perspective and like the eagle eye view. Like we've got all these sayings that incorporate all these different um animals and stuff as well and you can you can understand a lot about what they mean just based on that common knowledge that we all have on on each of the birds um yeah and I just felt like it was a really fun collection to do um because they kind of like if you look at the the actual imagery it's just like the little bird head portraits it's like you know in this cute little frame and it's like (laughs) this little head and um, yeah, I picked five of them for kind of all different, representing different um, roles that they can play um, or different ways that they can support. And so I've picked the hummingbird, even though I've never met a hummingbird, and I think I'd probably cry if I met a hummingbird. Aww, they, they look so precious, don't they? Yeah. Um, but I can already feel their energy without having mm. ever met one. Um, and they're like representing joy and that was the very first bird that I painted for animal kin to so it felt like yeah um that's symbolic to me Mm. to carry through uh so we've got the at the hummingbird peacock energy has been with me my whole life so it's another deeply personal um messenger um I actually have like a big peacock tattoo on my arm I got a peacock feather tattooed my very first tattoo was a peacock feather on my ankle at like 19. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I've had like this journey with peahens and peacocks pretty much my whole life. They come to me at different times. Um, and they represent inspiration um, and wisdom and that kind of thing to me, obviously. If you think of, you know, the way that they present themselves, they've got all the mm. eyes and the feathers and, mm. and there's lots of symbology in the, in the way that the animal looks and, and shows up for you as well. So we've got the peacock, um, yeah, we've got the eagle, as I mentioned. Um, I've also got a crow raven energy because I think, obviously, everyone's, especially witches, are deeply connected yeah. <laughs> crow and raven. Yeah. Um, and that's the, you know, the mystery and the other realm, the connection to the other realms. And um, what was the fifth one? It is... 
The owl. Oh, where's your cheat sheet? The owl. <laughs> owl. The owl, of course. Thank you. Yeah, and of course, and same for owls too. They're very kind of, um, you know, it's all about wisdom and intu- intuition. And and owls are kind of very witchy as well, really. Um, yeah, yeah. I think owls and cats are really kind of related to each other as well. Um, so, yeah, those are the five kind of, uh, I guess, like head birds <laughs> that I picked for this collection. Um, and I, I have had a few requests for some more Australian ones, so I think I will add a, um, a kookaburra or a cockatoo in the mix. Yeah, beautiful. Just I, I'm feeling very drawn to bringing more of a, the Australian um, native stuff in. Sorry, I'm just letting my cat in the dog. She's yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Do that. I've been admiring your beautiful peacock artwork on your wall oh, yeah, behind so, you too. Yeah. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh, so beautiful. <laughs> Speaking of cats and she wants to come in the room. Yeah. Yeah. To say hello. <laughs> like, enough of these birds. What about cats? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So on your website, I noticed that you offer personal readings that involve human design that you touched on earlier. I'm very new to this, so and I think maybe some of our listeners may be as well. So can you speak to us about what is involved and how it can help us in our lives? This has been a game changer for me. Um, I've been drawn to astrology you know, for a long time. <laughs> now the cat wants out. <laughs> it's just how well I live in it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just exist to serve them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Human design. So I closed my business um, in 2018, or end of, and I gave myself a gap year. And in that gap year is when I discovered human design. So I had booked my first reading in, um, yeah, to understand it and understand myself and my chart. And it weaves in, the reason why I love it so much is it actually weaves in multiple kind of modalities and frameworks in a, in a new kind of way. Um, so it brings in astrology. It brings in the Chinese I Ching divination system, which is, you know, like thousands and thousands of years old. It brings in the... Um, the Hindu chakra system, it brings in the Kabbalah tree of life structure. So it has all these like very mm. deeply esoteric um, varying origin kind of things and it, it kind of um, it's called the science of differentiation. So it's a way, it's a tool, one of the tools that exists to understand what makes you unique and how you operate and basically that role um, in how you interact with the collective. So it just gives you some sort of understanding of what you, what the point of you being here mm-hmm. in this incarnation is and how you can kind of dance within the realms and not get too either heavily conditioned or too out of alignment or too, um, yeah, basically live a life that is actually more true and natural to you rather mm. than being... Com- completely homogenized and and conditioned by everything around you. So yeah, that's I huge. Yeah, it is huge. Yeah. yeah, it sounds more than you know a personality test and that sort oh of thing. Oh my god, yeah. It it's sounds like more- with all those different elements, you can really get to the root of you and 
from what you're saying, like maximize sort of your strengths or your capacity <laughs> rather than focus on the stuff that might not be for you as much. Right. It's for me, it was a homecoming because it was, it, it actually just cut away all that because we're so, um, overly mentally stimulated and full of information and consuming so much more information and all this Mm. stuff so we're very head-based and this system just drops a lot of that stuff like we carry so much story we carry so much conditioning and and this patterns play out and understanding how you're designed and and the reasons why you might be more drawn to xyz or have this block or whatever it's like a massive permission piece to be more of who you are and also to just start to let go of some of the stuff you've been carrying that isn't actually yours to carry. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, it does feel like it's it's now to me it's just like a very foundational tool that everyone should understand or, or at least understand on, you know, on a personal level, especially... Um, not necessarily just for our generation, but for how we raise our kids and how we see our kids. That's, you know, the guy that um, created the human design system basically said, we're all screwed because we're so deeply conditioned by our parents, by society, by our (laughs) friends, by the relationships, all this stuff. We have so much shit that we're carrying. Um, But he said, if we can just start to raise children in more of alignment with who they're actually designed to be, then you can imagine Mm. that group of of young adults and then the yeah. impact that they would have on the world just showing up as who they are and and owning it and, and their kids yeah and then them raising kids just yeah. from a you know just just intuitively knowing like yeah. they're just clean and they're just good to go so yeah I feel <sighs> like it's it's generational work is understanding mm. these types of systems big work amazing yeah Mm. I'm feeling so inspired. I just want to go and <laughs> learn more now. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a rabbit hole. It's, it's yeah, I imagine. <laughs> I, can imagine. <laughs> I mean, astrology in itself is a rabbit hole, but mm. then it, you can weave all of your astrology into it and then there's layers and layers and layers and layers and layers. So, yeah, um, yep. you can, yeah, it's been consuming me in a good way. It's it's given me um, yep. a renewed sense of um, self and what I'm here to do. And it's affirmed a lot of the stuff I've been intuitively doing too. And it's like, oh, I yeah. just need more of this, more of this. That's yeah. nice. So, yeah. Just a so, quick oh, extra question on that. Sorry. Um, That's a good. If people are hearing about this but haven't looked into it and now feeling really inspired after hearing mm-hmm. what you've just said, mm-hmm. just a quick little tidbit on where to get started for those that might yeah. be going, oh, God, that sounds so involved. Where do I even begin? Yeah. So, I mean, the best way I kind of suggest is you can generate a free chart. Um, so there's, I think, jovianarchive.com and geneticmatrix.com are the two kind of main softwares that you can generate a chart. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you'll get your chart, you'll look at it, and you'll go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all these numbers, all these lies, like it's just hectic. Um You'll get a few pieces, like so you might, you know, might see, oh, I'm a generator, and then you might Google what a generator is, and you can get yeah. little bits of information. But 
to understand how you work holistically because it's all very nuanced. There is a lot of generic information out there, especially like in the Instagram world and stuff. If you start going down the, you know, following mm. different human design teachers and all that kind of thing, obviously that's just a whole other world. But everything is very, um, yeah, there's so much nuance, obviously, in the way that you're personally structured based on the information. Sure. Online. So my suggestion is just getting a chart reading from someone who you trust, um, yeah. who has, you know, understood the system and, and that you resonate with, and then they might give you some homework. Um, yeah. A lot of the times they will give you um, kind of, you know, the main things to focus on, and it's ba- it's basically the process of deconditioning yourself. And they say that it can take up to seven years to completely decondition yourself. So to expect any groundbreaking um, changes in five minutes is not a thing. It's, it is a, it's an experiment. And he, the guy who created it, Ra, he basically was like, don't take my word for it, go and play with this, like fully experiment mm-hmm. with it and, go and, you know, listen to what your charts design, how you're, how you're designed, play with that, then, you know, let's talk in a year and tell me if your life is drastically improved or not. And so it's been a tried and tested process, you know, for 20, 30 years now. And there's, yeah, I've done it since, obviously, since my reading in 2019. So that's three years in now. And so much has fallen away and so much is like the foundation is so solid now. The foundation of who I am and my pathway is so clear and now it's just a matter of following that my strategy and the way that I you know, do things in alignment with who I am and I'm going to get there like I can already see my whole life like planned out in front of me which is crazy but not not so much in the specifics of oh, I'm going to do this but it's like the energetics of it I already know these pieces have been flying around in my field for you know for a very long time but it's like I know why now and there's no mm. pressure on them. It's just that they're just going to, I'm going to end up where I'm going to be, you know, I just try yeah. to. It sounds yeah, liberating and also um, <coughs> foundational, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, get a, get a reading from someone that you trust. Um, obviously I offer readings, but, yeah, there will be people that you'll start to notice now that I've mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They start to come and you're like, oh, this person's talking about this. And so you'll end up finding the right the right people for you to, to support you in that journey for sure. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners about your initiative, The Wilder Ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so as I mentioned, I have, I've always had this golden thread of the, the native animal rehab stuff um, in my life. And so I have volunteered throughout my whole life within that space. And uh, in 20, when was it? end of when was the bushfires 2020 I think uh, um, yeah I think yeah. it was yeah in that Christmas yeah. period <clears throat> um I was reminded of the importance of that space mm. and its importance to me to be in that space more and so I kind of had a life review moment and was like well I'm, I'm doing this this jewelry and so now I want it to be um for something to have that bigger purpose for the reason why I create these things and whatever so I restructured the business to make it a not-for-profit and since then I have volunteered in um in wildlife caring space 
in my local area. So I have two possums outside who I am with at the moment. And so basically it's, you know, I'm designing these products that are in support of my vision to understand the caring role, the native um, animal caring role and the, and the challenges they face and help solve more problems within that space. I've already, you know, there's so many holes in the whole system and there's a lot of, there's a lot of carers that are completely burnt out, that have no support, that can't actually afford to to live because they're just, you know, wanting to help all these animals and can't. And then it's just a deeply kind of, um, yeah, under-supported space mm. and one that is increasingly becoming more and more important as we, you know, develop our country more. Um, and so, yeah, everything I'm creating is basically um, – helping me initially now, but the, the goal is um, to buy conservation land and, and start to have release sites for the animals that I'm rehabilitating and, and people in my area um, because that that's one of the kind of problems is we're developing all this land and then all these animals are displaced. And yeah. so the majority of them are very territorial. So they're, you know, if you move them to another suburb, then they're going to get beaten up by the other possums or whatever. So yeah. Yeah, there's all this like stuff that's getting completely ignored about just the natural world. And so having, having, you know, our own land that we can kind of all work with and, and, rehabilitate the animals in that area and, and have like a habitat and whatever that's kind of like my goal um with what with what I'm doing and I've also just actually um, enrolled into university this year I'm starting next month um to be an animal ecologist as well so I'm, wow. I'm going to learn more about how I can truly support my local community and and support that space even more um by doing more research and, and projects and that kind of thing and getting like more immersed within that community. So, so yeah, it, it's a long-term vision and for now it's like, you know, I'm, I'm creating these products that are also supporting that aspect and what that looks like in 10 years' time could be completely different and, and I'm just, yeah, open to the evolution of it. Yeah, mm. watch it grow. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a beautiful thread through everything, like everything you've created from yeah. the initial watercolours to the oracle deck to the jewellery that has all this animal symbolism and now into mm-hmm. your conservation work and, mm-hmm. oh, amazing, so beautiful. Makes sense. <laughs> it does, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? When you stand yeah. back and look at everything yeah. you've done, you're like, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah. it, felt, it felt so strange. Like, why do I have these two worlds and why can't I choose? I have to choose yeah. something. Yeah, I just ended up just burning it all down, all the stories down and going, I'm just yeah. going to get how I want it. <laughs> yeah. So cool. I think it's a beautiful um, lesson for our listeners too that, you know, sometimes you're drawn to do things, like your intuition, yeah. and you're like, why? <laughs> that does not make sense <laughs> in my world right now. Like, why the hell would yeah, I do that? Yeah. Getting at 36, like I'm a single mom, I have a business, like why? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, something I can't even tell you, like, you know, I can get the title of being a ranger, but I don't necessarily want to work in the in that world. I can have a nine to five, but there's something foundational that I know that I just need to do. Yeah. It's, yeah. And that could be just to be more taken seriously by, you know, the councils and, and the government. Yeah, that knowledge that. base. Mm. 
Yeah. 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 Especially when you're looking at local areas and the ecology of local areas, like you were just Mm. saying, they're so different from one even little suburb to the next and whatnot. So having that that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. The ecosystems around where I live, because we Mm. a lot of the um like a a fair few of the modules that in this course are field work. I get to go to the different areas within, you know, within my local area and study the actual habitats there so that's yeah yeah I'm so keen to do that yeah, yeah. it makes sense doesn't yeah. it yeah it does, does it and I'm I'm sure you'll sit back in five years time and go yeah that's why I did that <laughs> exactly I'm just trusting I'm just trusting this journey for sure so beautiful yeah. uh and is there a particular quote that resonates with you deeply and would you mind reading it out to our listeners Ooh. And I love this part of the podcast because yeah. we always get some <laughs> beautiful jewels of wisdom. This is another really simple one that ever since I heard it, it's just the, the simplest and probably a very mainstream, I don't know, maybe people already know it, I don't know, but um, the the statement that we are all just walking each other home, that is like mm. my ultimate reference point whenever I'm feeling lost whenever shit's going on in my life I come home to that statement and I'm just like that's just the point of everything you know we're all um put you know we're all born and then we we know that you know the only two facts of life is we're born and then we die (laughs) and then (laughs) the journey in between is we're all just walking each other to that process um, mm. and it's just that whole adventure and we're all in it together. So, um, so yeah, that's just my favourite quote that I'll always use as a massive anchor for me um, mm. when I'm getting too stuck in just the, the stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it's like a weight one. off, isn't it, to remember that? Mm-hmm. Love it. Thank you for sharing it. The other thing that we ask our guests to share is a divine tool of the week. So each week we end each episode with a divine tool of the week. And if we're lucky enough to have someone join us, um, we like to ask them what you, is there anything in particular that you like working with in ritual or anything at all? Okay. So the tool that I've been working with personally in the last probably in the last year, like more intimately, is um, a modality which has come off the back of human design called the Gene Keys. And it is based on the Chinese I Ching, which is 64 um, kind of human behaviour changes. And the Gene Keys is all, this is a whole other rabbit hole again. (laughs) (laughs) But the creator, Richard Rudd, he has, it's, he's basically calling it the art of contemplation, and I really love that because I'm not a I'm not a great meditator, um, and I'm also into like poetic words and you know storytelling and all that kind of thing. And the way that he speaks to each one of these these numbers or these aspects in in you know the human I don't know experience um, is so divine and so enlightening and so magical and so I have been using that as a he has these audio journeys of each of these um these numbers and I will just pick a number for the day 
and I'll just play it and I'll just marinate in those in those words. And it talks about the three frequencies of these certain numbers. So it talks about the shadow frequency, the gift, and then the city, which is the highest frequency. And mm. it's a lot of shadow work stuff and 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 the overall shadow of humanity in general. So it will be very deeply relatable to, to literally everyone. Um, and, yeah, it's just another tool to start to awaken you to your behaviours, others' behaviours, understanding how they work and then how to get out of them. Wow. So, yeah, the Gene Keys is my, my new favourite divine tool. Wow. Gene Keys. And you say you listen to it? So it's it's an audio, so you can buy the audios, um, but there's also books. So you yeah, read, you know, flip through the book and read the read the numbers in the book. Um, and there's also a chart, a Gene Keys chart that we all have as well, which okay. has our specific numbers. So you can also meditate on your specific numbers. Um, so yeah, that's a whole <laughs> <laughs> another episode. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you just go to jenkies.com, you'll start to, you know, you can generate your free chart and then you can go from there. I think there's some um, free resources that you can understand about those. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. We'll pop some hints and tips of the uh, websites you've mentioned yeah, in the show notes with this sure. podcast as well. <laughs> Might be helpful. Yeah. That's what I love about the podcast. We always learn something new every episode. It's, oh, gosh, It's yeah. amazing. I'm, I'm often just sat here going, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so Sarah do you have anything brewing you would like to share with our podcast coven and how can everyone find you and your incredible work um so I literally launched a new collection yesterday like perfect opportunity to talk about that congratulations (laughs) thank you so perfectly um aligned piggybacking off the gene keys conversation uh within the gene keys they he um Richard who's who created it has has kind of created these three um I guess they're like kind of journeys or and storylines and so I've created three new talismans based on each of those journey and journeys and storylines so the first one is about um, self-empowerment and anchoring who you are and, and what you do uh, the second is your return to love. So it, it's a lot to do with your healing and your journey back to, it's a lot of inner child stuff. Uh-huh. And then the third is your um, how to prosper. So moving from survival into, into thriving and, and who you're here to serve from a more, um, you know, less service to self into more service to the collective kind of way. So these three um journeys I've just created a talisman for each and you don't have to you know go down the rabbit hole of the gene keys to even um, understand or or receive the transmission of each of the designs Um, but yeah I've I've woven in some animal symbolism and a few other keys yeah universal symbols like the rose and the pearl and the cross and that kind of thing so yeah they they would be my my new babies that I'd love you to check out Will do. And uh, my website to do that is my cat is meowing at the door again. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear it. Just in my in the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your cat saying time's up. <laughs> yeah. um, you can go to sarahwilder.co 
um, and it should be on the homepage. But yeah, you can explore all my current um, yeah offerings and readings and all that kind of fun stuff in in that world. Lovely. It's a beautiful website, and I get your newsletter and I got to see them last night and they're absolutely beautiful. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out more. And, and I would love also just before we wrap up is um, like, I love your mandala rings and I do find it is a touchstone, I guess, to look at and remind yourself of that particular aspect. Um, You know, whether you buy that ring because you already feel those aspects or whether you want to invoke them into your life. So is that kind of what your intention was behind creating the pendants and the the rings? Yeah. So um, like if you look at each listing, there will be kind of like the reason why you would pick something like this. And one is as a um, reminder of who you are and and what your gift is. And so like, you know, we can use um, one as an example, the the earth S, which is the, the earth element. And me being a very deeply earth-connected earth element person um, in my astrology chart, I think I'm like 70% earth signs. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, so <clears throat> for me, I am, you know, my gift is the element of earth and I am the embodiment of the earth S. You know, I can tap into that energetic very easily, whereas um, someone who else might buy the the earth s might be because they lack earth and they need grounding Mm. and they need to feel more practical and and embodied and all these other kind of beautiful gifts that the earth element can offer so yeah it's a choose your own adventure situation for sure um sometimes we need to be reminded of who we are and then sometimes we need to be reminded of what where we're imbalanced to evoke that aspect that we want to learn about or or start to embody more of that doesn't come as natural Mm. No, thank mm. you. And thank you for all your divine creations and your time yeah. today. And I'm sure everyone is just going to lap up all of your beautiful offerings. Thank you. Thanks so much for the opportunity to talk about yeah. it. It's, it's always beautiful to meet people and speak with people who are um, going with it, not only going with it, but sharing it with everybody. And mm. you've got so much to share and you're giving back in so many different ways it, really is um inspiring and beautiful to meet people like yourself and thanks so much for your time thank you i appreciate it ladies yeah we'll stay well i will (laughs) yeah (laughs) and we'll talk to you next time dear listeners we'll see you next week we love bringing turns out she's a witch to you each week at no cost so if you like what you hear please consider supporting the show by donating to our patreon We are a small operation researching, coordinating and producing the show ourselves. Any amount is sincerely appreciated and helps offset the costs of making the show. As a thank you, you'll get access to some beautiful guided meditation recordings, a Patreon shout out on the podcast. There's monthly live Q&As, competitions and giveaways, as well as a special book and movie review bonus episodes. For more details, please click the link in the show notes. Of course, if you want to get in touch, send us an email at tospsychic at gmail.com. As always, we welcome your questions. We'd love it if you left a review and shared the podcast with your family and friends and give us a follow over on Insta at turnsout underscore she's a witch. Until next time. Thanks for listening and being a part of our podcast coven.